Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tea Care Podcast. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Alex, and today we are going to be speaking to two beautiful women um, about their journey within the tech industry. The reason we're doing this is we're celebrating International Women's Day, but not only for the day, we want to celebrate it for the month. So we've got a bunch of content which is going to be shared on LinkedIn that you'll be able to read on and you'll be able to learn about a bunch of different roles that are being looked at or that people are doing um, within the tech sector um, and you'll be able to learn a little bit about their journey and these podcasts as well go a little bit deeper um, than that as well um, so yeah it's a great opportunity um, to really showcase those who are really excelling in the tech sector so as I always say have a pen and a notepad and please enjoy the TK podcast Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tea Care Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alex, and today we are joined by a new host. Um, he's popping his cherry um, on the Tea Care Podcast. Um, ben, say hello to the people. Hi, how is everyone doing today? My name's Ben. Nice to meet you all. Oh, give a give a little bit about yourself. I'm going to do that awkward question. What's the, that one cool fact about you? Cool, f- oh, crumbs put me on the spot. Uh, cool you see, fact. I made that difficult. I said cool, not not interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm a dad. I think that's the coolest thing about me. I have two uh, children, two children under five. It's in fact my daughter's birthday today. Oh, She's five today. Oh, wow. So, uh, wow. yeah, the cool fact is I'm a, a dad to very to two beautiful children. That's my fact. Amazing, amazing. Well, a happy birthday from me, and I'm sure happy birthday from everyone else yes. on the call today. Um, so today is going to be one of those unique episodes. We're going to be focusing on women as on, well, maybe not on the day of recording, but around the day of recording, um, we have been celebrating International Women's Day in T-Care. Um, you'll be seeing that there's a bunch of different content that's been going out across the month highlighting different amazing people um, from different organizations and different roles who are really accelerating and providing excellence um, in the tech sector. Um, So yeah, please do check on the socials, really interact with that. And yeah, if you've got anyone that you know you want to raise up, this is probably a good time to do it. Um, And with TK, we've kind of taken on the vision of International Women's Day is not just the day. Let's extend that. Let's have that as a month. Let's really give a chance and an opportunity to celebrate the great women in our lives because at the end of the day everybody comes from a woman um that's that's the truth um so yeah so today we've got two um great individuals instead of me doing um an introduction i'm actually going to allow them to do the introductions themselves so um we're gonna go by still why don't you go first um give an introduction about yourself and tell the people who you are um a little bit about you and and yeah I'm sure, sure they'll be excited to hear more about you. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for having me. Um, so I'm Priscilla Lewis, but known in the industry as Sill. Like Priscilla is only when I've been naughty. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been in the industry 20, 20 something, 24 years, I'd say, about that time. But within Software One is 19 years, but three years because I was part of a buyout. So the previous company was bought by Software One. And I'm basically back office. So I deal with the vendors. I deal with contracts, commercials for, for the company and the vendor and just help internally. So I'm inside sales and sales uh, route to help if they need something. I'm almost like a scarecrow. So, yes, thank you. Oh, 
No, I think so. I think so. Could you share with everyone just your background as well, just so they're aware of that? Yeah, as in... Background and heritage. heritage. Okay, so half Jamaican, half Malaysian, um, and born and bred in London, and yes, worked centri- like mainly office jobs in, in London. Cool. Perfect. Thanks, Jill. Um, and Bernadette as well. We'll let you go next. Fab. Great to finally be on a podcast, Alex. Thanks for hosting today. I'm Ben. Lovely to meet you, Sil. I'm sure we'll Thank spend you. much more time together as the future sort of unfolds for tea care. Um, but I'm Bernadette Wilson. I'm one of the account directors at Resource IT. So my job predominantly is to look after our customers here at Resource IT. Um, for anybody that's not quite sure who we are. We are a boutique tech-only channel marketing agency. Uh, So we specialize in marketing solely with technology businesses, um, anything from going routes to market, planning, content creation and demand generation. Um, We've sort of been around in the industry for over 20 years, helping um, businesses go get their routes to market. And um, yeah, I've been with the business for two and a half years now. Previous to that, I did marketing for nearly 10 years um, at one of the distributors. So yeah, that's uh, that's sort of me, all round marketing for the IT channel. Um, in terms of sort of my heritage, um, born and bred Southern girl, but my parents, um, my mum's family are British and then my dad's family are Jamaican. Wow, that's amazing. Just like the time in the industry, I'm just thinking about how long I've been in the industry. It's definitely minute in, in comparison to yours. So, and, and Bernadette coming from a marketing um, background and, and being in tech and having all of that knowledge, that's, uh, yeah, that, that, that's really great. That is really fantastic. Um, so focusing on International Women's Day, um, I just want to share um, some stats with you two and, and, and just want to get feedback on what you feel about these stats um, because women are still the minority in tech um, sitting at around 19%. And when we break it down into black and Hispanic and women, we're looking at even smaller. Um, so we're looking at something that's 3% and then Asian at 5%. Since you've both sort of had different tenures um, within the tech sector, do you feel like that's changing within your organizations or do you feel like that number sort of right where it's at at the moment um Bernadette I'll let you answer this one first putting you on the spot no that's fine um it definitely has changed I can definitely see more people of color particularly women of color um sort of as the years have gone on it's definitely nowhere near where it should be or needs to be particularly at board level I think anyone especially when I was sort of brand new into the industry fresh out of uni looking for work I definitely wanted to be able to see women of colour on the board in leadership positions, um, having someone to sort of aspire and look up to. Um, at the moment, it's great like to see women in general progressing. And I definitely do have tons of female role models, um, but they just don't look like me. So I think that's really the next step is to try and elevate the great women that we have in the industry at the moment and get them up into those leadership positions so when the the next girls and are coming out of school they're coming out of uni and they're thinking oh could I work in tech they can actually see career paths for themselves Mm -hmm. with women that look like them in anything from marketing to engineers to developers and 
we just need to increase that awareness and representativeness across the board, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I second that because as a parent of three kids, two girls, I definitely want to see that more because when they start to enter the world of work, that is my my want for them to be able to walk in and say, I could be the CEO, etc., of a company. And like yourself, Bernadette, starting out, I was the only person of colour in a company in the very beginning days. And I think at that time, I didn't really notice it, if that makes sense. It just was work. It just became, okay, this is it. I made my moves, done my thing. People were like, wow, you're brilliant, you know. And and to me, it never, there was never a, oh, I am different to you. It was like, and it was very male dominated as well. So that's when, when I started out. And then over the time, so now in the last two years, the influx of females, whether it be people of color, um, coming into the workforce, especially at Software One, I'm, I'm always joyed. I'm like, yes, there's another female because they could be that person that I see progress. Cause it might not be myself, but I think I'm very happy where I am, but I do, constantly encourage I'm sort of like a untitled mentor because I'm just like do your best push forward go forward but definitely on the the board or the higher level management I want to see more representation but sometimes I always say I ask I say that question I say that sorry and then it's like why have I not gone for it so but I know that's an internal thing for me Mm. and I've got reasons like behind it but yeah what would be those reasons behind it? So at the moment, it's my kids. I want to allow them to not be as dependent on me as currently are because the youngest is seven. So once okay. he reaches secondary school, I think then I will refocus where I can look for because I do think you have to commit. Like I, I commit to everything I do over and above, you know. And as a woman, you know, you naturally feel guilty for doing the pickup run. I shouldn't be guilty. I'm a mum. I'm picking up my kids, but I'm still working. I still do my full day work, you know. Um, And that's the beauty of IT as well, because we've got the laptops. It wasn't ever a case of, no, you can't do it. They they were very flexible, said, yeah, you've got a laptop, crack on. So I left the office, went and collected the kids. So I had the best of both worlds and still have. So, you know. That's the same as me, still, actually. I've got a six and a three-year-old, both girls. Yeah. So pushing forward and trying to sort of do everything I can for them is really important. But I think I'm exactly the same as you. And I think I do look to that next level and think, oh, they are little, they still require pickups and swimming lessons. And how do I fit that in being on a board somewhere, that extra level of commitment. And I think that is what holds a lot of women back. Mm -hmm. And and I just think it's more acceptable socially and in the world of work for a woman to stop work for an hour to pick up the kids and then pick that up. I don't think we're quite there yet in terms of that being the norm for men as well. So until Mm. that's sort of a truly equal childcare representation sort of situation I think women always are naturally going to lean towards more well I'll do a role that will allow me that flexibility whereas I think men don't take that into consideration as much yeah I guess Ben you can kind of chime in here someone with with children as well do you with you working at productivity um and sort of having to have that work-life balance was that something that you sort of considered um when when you first sort of went into the role uh kind of yeah i mean 
where I work, we're, we're, we are very much empowered to, to have that flexibility and collect the kids from school, etc. from that perspective. But again, from the male perspective, it is, I don't know if it's, I, I, in my head, I'm always thinking, should I be taking my time to go and get my kids and stuff like that? There is always that nag that I should be focusing on the work and stuff like that. But I've tried to very, I've, I've personally tried to make a very conscious effort to take that time out to go and look after the kids and support my, uh, support my wife in that capacity. Um, so I guess for, for you ladies, then from that perspective, it, it sounds like the family side is still very much more sort of towards the, the, the female side in, in your eyes and probably society's eyes as well from that perspective. Do you think that there's going back to sort of the sort of the education piece and stuff like that, is it still with your daughters? Do you, do, do they, do they talk about wanting to go into, to doing technology and stuff like that? Do they see their mums in it and want to be in that space as well? Or are they, are they still too young to really understand what is actually out there at the moment? So I'll, I'll take that first. Yeah, 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 so I've first. got a 14 year old who's well, 13, she'll be 14 next month. So she's in the mode of choosing her GCSEs and, uh, I think from lockdown, she literally has been like, I don't want to do your job just because I think she saw we were just sat at a computer, both mummy and daddy sat at the PC 24 <laughs> hours a day, you know, and, and she just, she turned around and said, I do not want to do your job. So, but I think that's just of what she saw and, and lockdown allowed a lot of families to really realize, wow, look at what you do, because normally it's outside of the home, you reconnect inside the home, you hear about the day, but you're not physically there. Whereas in lockdown, I saw my other half, how many calls he had, he saw how many calls I, I had, how many, you know, urgent cases came through, etc. So for me, my thing, I always, my rule, how I raise my kids is just get into something you enjoy because when you have enjoyment, it doesn't feel like work. Cause I get to talk to people. And that is like Bernadette said, I love talking as well. I can stand in the kitchen and just, and then I'll be like, oh, look at the time I need to go and check my inbox. Like, but part of me is because I get to meet people. I get to learn about people. Um, and I have friends who travel the world. You know, I haven't been, I'm not an avid traveler. I love holidays, but not as much, but just learning of their experiences and then just, you know, speaking to somebody else who's done that. And you, you kind of, like, I gain my own insight and think, wow, like I've just learned something that, you know, I didn't have to leave the country to, to learn about and stuff. So yes, yeah, so ideally I would love it if my children come into IT because they are, there's some huge benefits, but it's just the, like you said, the education in school, you have an IT lesson and it's, once a week in their schedule and it's about computers it's not about the industry it's not about what's out there so it it's for me i think it's sort of like needs to start from school but just i don't know how to put it um have more opportunities available because again it cannot be put in a box because it flows from every and anything so yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I'd agree with that sort of IT. When you say come and work in the IT channel, I think people need to, the education and awareness needs to be that it's not just sat in front of a computer. There's yeah. so, so many different types of roles. You can look at me, for example, I specialise in marketing, did a marketing degree 
didn't necessarily think the IT channel would be where I would use that, but actually I love it. Um, and it's things like software developers, HR, sales, like mm-hmm. accounting, you've got the whole spectrum of job roles that can be done for the IT industry. So I think it's getting our name out there front and centre. Um, but to come back to the question, my six-year-old doesn't want to have a job at all. Oh, yeah. um, I think the same as yours, based off Aspirations. lockdown. Aspirations. Seeing mum and dad at our laptops. Oh. Um, I was actually lucky enough to be on maternity leave the first part of lockdown. So okay. that was fantastic. Um, but once I'd returned to work for sort of lockdowns two and three, she said, uh, I want to live with you forever and not work. Because <laughs> you're on, all you do is email, 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 call, 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 call. call. Um, But I think that comes back down to the fact that I am a black woman in technology and I feel like I have to work that extra level harder. Like I have seen colleagues progress and get promotions quicker. Definitely not where I am now at Resource IT, but in previous roles, I've definitely felt that the need to be present, be at my laptop, be working those additional hours and Mm -hmm. sort of making sure the kids have got enough childcare so I can really focus on work has been something I've felt I've needed to do to just keep up um, Mm. and Mm. make sure that I'm getting the same opportunities and not being seen as too loud or too bubbly or too this or too that as uh, as I can't help it. I'm a very happy person all the time. Um, (laughs) But it's just trying to make sure that that's being taken in the right way and to Mm -hmm. show your worth in your work, I think. So there's definitely an added layer of pressure there, but Luckily, where I am now in Resource IT, we're super diverse and really, really passionate about inclusion and sort of our co- our founders were co-founders of the WIT network as well. So everything we do is really centralised around sort of women empowerment and um, wow. sort of furthering women's education, no matter what background you're from. So mm. very lucky to be where I am now. Wow. Yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's important that... Um, that the business is focusing on diversity and you made you made an excellent point there about having to work harder and that's a common theme not just for for women but people from sort of underrepresented backgrounds within the tech industry there's sort of this i don't know if it's taboo or true um i've had various conversations about it on various podcasts but there's always that feeling of we have to work twice as hard to get to where we want to um and if if you got more things that are not in your favor then you have to work that little bit more harder um which which kind of makes me think about the start of both of your journeys i know you probably both entered the industry at different times but it, they would have been it would have been a different climate right um first of all that yeah. percentage that we brought up at the beginning would have been even Smaller. slimmer mm-hmm. um and even the doors that would have been opened now and probably not or wasn't available at those times so it was probably much more difficult to to get those opportunities to actually express your abilities um, in the tech sector and show your value um, to the business. So I'm wondering, um, how did that startup phase go? Um, I think maybe Bernadette, I'm, I'm interested to hear about the step from doing a marketing degree and then everyone sort of has that low period of, ah, what am I going to do? Um, so, so I'd be keen to know how that was for you and, and how you got through that to where you are. Yeah, it was interesting, actually. So when I was doing my marketing degree, we all applied for internships. I was meant to do a four year degree with a placement, but there was like 400, 500 of us on my course and only five people out of the whole course managed to get a placement. It was 
I don't know whether there was a crazy intake that year or people just really looking for jobs, but I ended up just completing the three years without any work placement in the end, which did actually prove to be quite tricky when you're then trying to get into the world of work and figure out what industries to apply to work in. Um, so I actually took myself off for two years and went traveling. So, so we definitely need to spend some more time together chatting about that. Um, but yeah, I just sort of went traveling, gained life experiences instead. And then it was actually my best friend when I was um, in Las Vegas messaged me and said, right, it's time now. You're nearly 24. Need to need to grow up and come home and get a job. So, um, <laughs> she was working in the IT channel. Oh, um, she worked she worked at a distributor at the time. And she said, look, come on, let's sort your CV out. Let's actually use those skills because I really think you could have a really good career here. Um, so yeah, that was my route in. And I initially, um, went into sales because even though I had a degree, I didn't have any experience and trying to get a role just for university students in general, no matter what you're trying to get into without sort of having that placement, having that work experience, um, is really hard. Mm. So mm. I just started in sales, did that for a year or so, then decided that enough was enough. And I shut my laptop walked down to the marketing director's office, banged on his door. Yes. He let me in and I said, I've got a marketing degree. What do I need to do to get to work in your department? Um, and he then, yeah, basically gave me work experience in sort of my lunch breaks because I was in sales. I did sort of shift work, so late starts, early finishes yes. and things. So on the time I wasn't at work, I was working in the marketing department until, until a job became available, basically. And then the rest is history. Wow. So someone gave you that opener, like he allowed yeah, you to... Yeah, it was, um, he paired me with um, one of the marketing managers that was actually from an ethnic background at the time. Um, so she was sort of my unofficial mentor, sort of mm -hmm. giving me little side projects, little emails to write, little things to get designed and just gave me that sort of leg up. So when there was a, a job available, I could say, look at all these things I've been doing in yeah. my spare time. I'm your obvious choice love that and yeah that's how i really opened the door to getting into marketing and i've stayed ever since great that's a great story thanks <laughs> very tenacious of me as i was <laughs> described a few years ago by one of my colleagues well like you said like sometimes you feel like you've got to make that little bit of extra effort to do that i think that's true for everybody to an extent yeah. but especially mm. from for, for individuals that have some level of diversity again i'm I'm the guy that ticks all the boxes of, of privilege and majority on, on, on these. So I'm, I'm always eager to try and understand and learn more about everyone else's experience and perspectives. Cause I just cannot relate to most of them at all. I've never had to think about those sort of situations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for still, what was, yeah. what was it like for you starting so, out in the industry? How did you start? Yeah. So I was, I was 20 and I literally finished. I wasn't very good at, not very good at education. Education wasn't right for me. It didn't suit me. So I think I done sixth form and then I was like, I need to work. So I, I was the girl that had every job, Sainsbury's, Woolworths, this is going back in the day, Boots. I'd done all of those retail. I was like, hi. Um, and so when I got my first job, literally it was like a call centre. We were just taking orders for the IT. I don't know if I can say the initial company, but um, so... 
it was a group interview, you know, you were enrolled in a group. So there was like 15 of us who were core, just went in. And then after our training session, we were live on the floor, they used to call it, and literally just picking up, taking people's um, orders via the phone, had your headset on, tapping in. And then I think after a year within that, I could see, and again, in the company I was with, there was a lot of females, but I think it didn't equate to the figures today if that makes sense so in one place i saw females but it might not have represented across the the stats that you see now and so i then moved over to credit control done a bit of that had a taster of that got bored i was in an admin team so i did move around and then eventually i sat within like licensing so i was placing orders for licensing and for me it was just I'm, I need change. Like my everyday cannot be the same sort of thing. Cause otherwise I just get, it gets mundane and I'm just like, I'm bored. And at that time, it just, I remember it like it happened yesterday. I was sat at my desk, just doing my normal run as you do placing. Your, and I got a phone call on my mobile that I was like, who's this? And it was somebody again, it was, I was headhunted as such. And they were like, I want you to come start this. Um, do it, run it yourself. And at 24, I was like, is this a prank? Did not know anything. I was like, I don't know anything. They're like, you'll learn, don't worry. And they basically had seen how I'd been around the company we was at together. And yeah, I think at 24, I had more, less fear. I just said, fine, handed in my notice. And you know, as IT, back then it was the the walk the floor like when you leave they walk you out the building like your manager so literally i was oh. like okay bye everyone and to me i was like oh gosh like i had to walk wow. the floor and and just did you not weren't noticed then they just no they walk you out just thank you very much for your time see you later and you had garden leave so you know i 24 i was like i'm off for a month full pay so you know for me it's really I just want, um, so for me, sorry, to start that whole, comp like the role, sorry, I walked into no, no guidance, just on my own. And it was just males. So I was, I was like, oh, great. But again, 24, I was like, oh, here I am. Let me just crack on. And I fell in love with the fact that I had autonomy. I could be my own boss as that such. Um, the company had their guidances, but it was up to me how it was delivered and stuff. And and I took it from that and um, just enjoy like enjoyed everything I'd done. And after that, I've stayed in that company since. There was nothing. I then part of the buyout. So my role has changed every time, and every day is different. So sorry, looping back to the question. It's just um, gaining, I've kind of like gained loads of experience along the way and just used that. And, and I'm trying to push that experience or the things I've learned, like Bernadette said, she had a mentor. I'm trying to self-mentor the people that are walking through the door to allow them to move forward. So, yeah. Wow, that's some, that's, some, that's some interesting starters from yeah. the two of you. <laughs> Definitely sounds like there's that one, one or two people at the beginning of your journey that, yeah, like, have yeah. just snowballed the rest of it. And I think, yeah, it's very much that. It's not Definitely. what you know; it's who you know from that perspective and being connected. So, having that representation is definitely a big thing. I can definitely. see that. Again, yeah. wouldn't really understand that side of things. I mean, so from a, a like an education perspective, 
um, and and for, for the workplace now, um, for for people like me and Alex as as the males in this conversation, um, is there is there anything we should be doing more of to m make sure that everyone is treated equally? Like it sounds like a weird question, but like from your experiences and, uh, and within the workplace and working around males, how can we be better allies to you to help empower you to be best, the best woman you can possibly be in the workplace? Like what would, cause that's something I struggle with quite often is cause I don't, mm. I don't know how often I should be promoting something more because then am I not mm. promoting other people? And so I like, it, I always feel like it's a balancing game in my head, but generally from your experiences, like what do you feel should be the sort of the behavior of, of, of males to the females in the workplace to, to get the best out of everyone? I think uh, just championing them more. Um, I think sometimes women can feel like they do so much work, especially women from an ethnic background. They just feel like they're working, 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 and sometimes feel like just that allyship and championing them across the business of if you feel like they've had a great idea or they've come up with a great program or service or they've gone above and beyond somewhere, just recognising that, I think, um, really helps just boosts morale in general and makes people feel valued. Um, so I think a lot of the barriers sort of women sort of pushing forward is that they don't feel like they're seen or heard. So yeah. just championing what they're doing, making sure that if you do see someone that doesn't look like you do a fantastic job that you're sort of telling others about it um, and just making sure that they feel like they're getting the recognition they need to feel empowered to then like push on. I think is key for me anyway. Mm. And communication as well in the workplace, like don't be shy to like, I think it's more, cause just thinking of the workplace I currently work, we have, we are low on female salespeople. Like Alex and say, there's, there's a handful, if that, the rest yeah. it's male dominated. And it's just like, why? They're, because women are just as good sellers as men, you know, like, and it's, and I think the route into sales probably comes from, um, a want to be a seller as well. So it has to come from that person. But like you said, just the champion of them and just say, look, how can I help you? Are you stuck? And it's almost doing like a, a self-mentor without realizing, just saying, look, I'll take you under my wing or yeah. what can I do to enable you to push yourself? Because I think you then receive as well. You receive something that you might not have realized, you know, they could teach you vice versa. So yeah. yeah. I think that communication piece is really key to getting more women in general, especially from an ethnic background, into the IT industry. Like if we did take sales, for example, I think there's so many different ways to sell. Mm -hmm. And I think sort of the stereotypical view of a salesperson and a sales floor is that macho bravado, sort of I'm going to sell more than you, competitive vibe. And it's just about the way that we communicate that that's not actually the case. Yeah. And there's so many ways and so many techniques to being a great salesperson that not only do women have the skills naturally, um, but they can also be taught as well. So yeah. I think it's about making sure that people understand that no matter what the role they want to come into in the industry, you don't have to know it all to get started. You can literally turn up day one not knowing a single thing and know that 
the channel and the business you're going to work for are going to support you and train you and enable you to to achieve whatever you want really within the role that you're choosing to pursue um so i think that education and communication piece um is really key not only for women that are already in the channel but ones that want to get into it or we could raise awareness and gain additional great females that way as well yeah exactly exactly and both of those answers are superb and i'm sure a lot of our listeners are really going to benefit from from hearing that and and ben i thought that was a great question as well asking about how we as men um can do better um because there's always room for improvement for us to just to, to support whether whether that be those from a ethnic background or those who are women from an ethnic background as well so um yeah no it's it pains me because production in the background said we have to stop at this yeah. time so we haven't actually got any more time for any more questions i really wanted to sort of have a deep dive in some of those topics um, and with both of you but with the time that we've had i've really appreciated um what you've shared with us and, sh- and shared with the listeners and so yeah thank you still and thank you bernadette um uh, for joining us maybe we'll do um, part two yeah yeah maybe maybe we can look to do a part two i think that yeah. that, that would be really interesting um not just for me but for, for everyone else as well um and yeah ben i think great fantastic um how did it feel was it good easy dr walter i'm glad i'm glad <laughs> the first one's over uh yeah. we've done, we've done this <laughs> move on with a bit more confidence now yeah yeah no it was a great job honestly a great job um so yeah for everyone else who's been listening thank you very much um you can catch us on social so like i said before um we're focusing on international women's day not just for the day but for the month so please check linkedin for all of our posts and, and check our twitter as well um if you want to listen to the tk podcast you can go directly on the website that'll take you to various links to all of our episodes you can also get us on spotify and you can also listen to us on youtube as well but for now that's all we have time for so thank you for listening to the tk podcast and looking forward to having you join us on the next one thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode and we look forward to hearing your thoughts so please continue the dialogue on socials to stay updated on when we release the next episode follow us on linkedin and on twitter at tc 4RE. And don't forget to check our website at www.tcare.org for more information and content on today's topics.